You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Marathons today follow a simple formula. There's a starting line and a finish line, a crowd of excited and apprehensive racers, and a clear course to follow. But the 1904 Olympic marathon took some unexpected turns in more ways than one. The race, just the third in modern Olympic history, was part of the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair, also called the Louisiana Purchase, and was populated by an unusual cast of runners. Though some had run marathons before, others were relative novices. Some showed up barefoot, one showed up in long pants despite the heat, and all of them were expected to participate in the organizer's test, which sought to explore purposeful dehydration. From the moment the starting gun went off a few minutes after 3pm on August 30th, the race got even wilder. Preceded by horses meant to clear the road and followed by cars to monitor the race, the runners were instantly choked by swirling, dry dust. This, the heat of the Missouri day, and the lack of water stations along the route made the run a hellish challenge for the 32 runners, just 14 of whom would end up finishing the race. Indeed, the spectacle quickly became a comedy of errors. One runner was chased off the route by wild dogs, while another decided to snack on apples he found along the way, only to develop crippling stomach cramps. Though he took a nap along the side of the road to ease the pain, he ended up finishing fourth. Meanwhile, one of the runners, exhausted by the heat and the dust, decided to jump in his trainer's car, zip along the course, and run the last mile. He was quickly exposed as a cheater, although the ultimate winner would only make it across the finish line with the help of brandy, eggs, and small doses of rat poison used as a stimulant, as well as two of his trainers who practically dragged him across the last stretch. In the end, the course of the 1904 Olympic marathon would be dubbed by an observer, quote, the most difficult a human being was ever asked to run over, unquote. In the days that followed, there was even some serious talk about striking the marathon from the Olympic Games for good, as it was referred to as a man-killing event. This is the story of perhaps the strangest sporting event in modern history. You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you with digital publisher Always Interesting, where we explore the uncharted corners of the natural world and the world past. I'm All It's Interesting staff writer Kalina Fraga. And I'm All It's Interesting staff writer Austin Harvey. Today, we're delving into the bizarre orgy of chaos that was the 1904 Olympic Marathon. I thought we were talking about sports, not orgies. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll see. I think bizarre orgy is a very good <laughs> <laughs> for what this was. I mean, just to give some like background about what this event was. I have a question right off the bat. Oh, yeah, bring it. What's an Olympic? Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, it's actually not, it's actually, it's actually not a bad question because at this point, like the St. Louis, um, the Olympics there it was only the third modern Olympics. Like the Olympics oh, okay. had happened, you know, thousands of years ago. And in 1896, they decided to bring them back to Athens. So it was Athens, Paris, and then St. Louis. So, oh, wow. yeah. So this was the first, um, one to be held in the United States. 
and it was going to be in St. Louis because something else was going on, which was even bigger than the Olympics. And that was the World's Fair. And I feel like I bring this up, if not like every time we record a podcast, but like pretty often. (laughs) But that book uh, by Eric Larson, Devil in the White City, which is about the Chicago World's Fair. Yeah, that was H.H. Holmes, right? Yes. Yeah. The serial killer that's like operating at the same time. I mean, it's it's, the book is like half about H.H. Holmes and half about the World Fair. But I think he does a really great job of sort of illustrating what that was and how much work it was and just what a huge event, um, what a spectacle it was. And yeah, I mean, we've we've had a couple things tie back to that, right? Wasn't Maud Wagner also yes. at the World's Fair? She yeah. was at this World's Fair in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. OK, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So that's yeah a little fun <laughs> fact for anyone listening. Is like our like default cover image for the right, show. Yeah. Like the our, woman. Like, the, the icon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maud Wagner. Uh, we Yeah. We have an episode on her. Go and listen to it. But. Yes. And a TikTok post if you don't have time for the whole episode, I suppose. But true, yeah. <laughs> true. If you only have like a minute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But but St. Louis, this was just a huge, huge, huge deal. It was also the centennial of the Louisiana Purchase. So it was also called the Louisiana Purchase Exposition. Nice. But it, millions of people attended, 20 million people. It drew a lot of famous people. The president, Theodore Roosevelt, was there. A former president, Grover Cleveland, was also there and apparently kind of overshadowed Roosevelt at moments, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Teddy Helen- Roosevelt, my favorite president. Is he your favorite? Yeah, I think I've definitively decided on that. Mostly just because of the taking a bullet while giving a speech thing. I just think that's cool. Yeah. he's He did a lot of pretty cool stuff. But anyway, yeah, it was there were tons of famous people there. Um, Helen Keller was there. Thomas Edison was rumored to be there. T.S. Eliot was there. Jack Daniels was there. I found, wow. yeah, just tons of people. Like everyone yeah, wanted to be star-studded there. Star-studded event. Yeah. Yeah. One of the kind of funny fact I learned was that this like fruit specialist was there and he gave a lecture and said the immortal words, um, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Which that's it, <laughs> crazy. It's kind of ironic because. You know, these fairs, we were celebrating new technology and, and new foods and everything. And he, he was talking about apples, but th- things like Dr. Pepper emerged during this fair. And it's claimed like the ice cream cone emerged, hamburgers, stuff like Jeez. that. It, it introduced for the first time or people tried it for the first time alongside all wow. this technology. I mean, it's just like, I feel like we should have a whole another like show on just, just World's Fair. <laughs> they presented here. Yeah. yeah, maybe, yeah maybe we can finally get to the bottom of what are all the flavors they put in Dr. Pepper. Yeah, there you go mysteries there's all sorts of stuff like that dr pepper inventions the first personal automobile early fax machines early x-rays this is just uh, a butter sculpture of of roosevelt yes yes from, <laughs> from what i'm glancing at on the outline here there, everywhere you look there was just this crazy stuff there was that there's an elephant made of prunes there was a, a reenactment of the boer war which is important for later but there was also like a really dark side of the 1904 World's Fair, you know, because the United States had emerged as an imperial power and uh, right. imperialism was very much a theme at the World's Fair. There were human zoos with people mm. taken from their <laughs> homes, um, Filipinos. There was a, a pygmy from the Congo named Oda Benga who'd been bought in Africa and brought to the World's Fair. He later died by suicide. Am I reading that note right? He was he was bought for a pound of salt and a bolt of cloth. Yes. Yeah. That's disgusting. Bad, bad. I mean, it got even worse because they also had, they would bring these people together and sort of like force them to compete in these really dumb competitions like like mudslinging and like climbing up a greased pole. And even Ugh. at the time, like even at the time people were like, this is like pretty racist and this is not 
Wow, shameful. you know it's bad if yeah. people in <laughs> people in early 1900s America are saying that's bad. Right. Yeah. But Oof. all this is to say that like oh, this this all was going on at the same time as the Olympics and like very much like overshadowed the Olympics and the 1904 World's Fair was seen as this, you know, a huge success and this, you know, this new technology sure, and yeah. famous people. This race was seen as a complete failure, an orgy of chaos, if I may. Yeah. So was the Olympics at this time was it just a marathon or was it still like a multi-event kind of thing like it is now? I believe it was a multi-event. It wasn't just the marathon. Okay. No. Yeah, it was a really strange race from the start. For starters, some people had never even run a marathon before, which right. is, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you've ever run a marathon and I haven't. I've not. Okay. But like, it takes a lot of, <laughs> it's like hard for say, a like, reason. People like train for a marathon. Like, <laughs> yeah. Especially like now the Olympics, it's like yes. you're training like hard for yeah. your whole life to do that. Mm-hmm. This was, yeah. but not- you're a runner and I'm not a runner. So I, you know, I'm a runner, but I would, don't think I would ever run a marathon. Yeah. But you can attest to, I mean, running it on its own is also not easy to do for a long time. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it takes a lot out of you. Running is like a very like intense. Definitely. Which makes everything that happened in this race, like even more strange. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like there were people there, there were 10 Greek people, Greek men, there were, it was all men who had never run yeah. a marathon before. Two of the men had come from the Boer War reenactment of the World's Fair to run in the marathon. <laughs> I guess during the Boer War, they were messengers who'd run back and forth. So they could run. I mean, they were runners, but yeah, they're tired. Yeah. And I'm not sure they yeah. would have, you know, this race was like 24 miles they didn't. They had not yet had a, like a specific distance for a marathon. Um, so right. this one was twenty four, uh, but they'd never done that. I assume and sure, yeah. So that was a uh, strange. Um, there were some professional runners there, but even they were kind of like odd. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at <laughs> yeah, Tom Hicks, who was a professional clown allegedly. Yes, allegedly, Fred Lortz, mm-hmm. a professional bricklayer who trained at night. Yes, Felix Car- Carbajal. Mm-hmm. This guy's the. This is like one of the in- most interesting characters of the whole thing because he was a mailman oh, wow. from Cuba and he raised money by running in Cuba and showing off his endurance. Um, at one point, he even ran like the length of the island. Um, wow. And they gave him. You know, he raised money and he he came to the United States and he went to New Orleans and, lo- and lost it all gambling. <laughs> And then had to hitchhike to St. Louis for this marathon. (laughs) Man. So that's, yeah, good job, Carvajal. Wow. Uh, Frank Pierce was also there. He was the first Native American to compete in the Olympics. Nice. Yeah. I mean, if you ever even watch a marathon, everyone sort of dressed the same. Yeah. They're wearing shoes, all of them. And in this case, the two men from the Boer War reenactment were not wearing shoes. Carvajal was wearing long pants and a long sleeve shirt and a hat. One of the other runners... Gave him scissors and so he could cut his pants <laughs> to it into shorts. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Is it just because where I'm so bad at geography? St. Louis. Missouri. Missouri. How? Where is where is Missouri? <laughs> like in the south. Okay. So it's still warm. Yeah. I guess. I, yeah. Yeah. It's hot. I mean, it's August in Missouri. Yeah. We're. I mean, yeah, we're not talking like Minnesota. No. Weather. No, no, no. It's hot. Okay. It's hot. That, that's how bad I am at geography. I mean, to top everything off, the guy who was in charge of the race 
James E. Sullivan wanted to experiment with purposeful dehydration, which meant that there was not going to be water provided along the race, except for once at mile 12. And halfway through it, that's a long way to run without water on a summer day in Missouri. So I couldn't even finish mowing the front lawn without drinking water the other right. day because it was hot. You know, like, yeah. that's crazy. It was this idea that drinking and eating while exercising was really, really bad for you. So they just wanted to like test it out and see. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> we know it's the exact opposite now. Drinking water is uh, good for you. Yeah. Especially when yeah. you're running in the in the heat. But anyway, so anyway, all these, all these men, 32 men lined up. And just after 3 p.m., the, the gun went off and things very quickly fell apart. I mean, one of the big reasons why it was like a disaster is they had horses ahead of the runners to like clear the way and cars behind the runners to keep an eye on things. But they were running on this, you know, dry road. All this dust was being kicked up and the runners who were breathing heavily were inhaling dust as they were running from the horses. Yeah. And they had no water and they had no water. (laughs) Fantastic. So one guy named Don Garcia collapsed. Um, He passed out. He was he was coughing up blood oh and my God. he could have died. He was like very close to death because he needed surgery. Dust just coated his esophagus and like his stomach lining. He was just breathing it in as he was running. Jeez. So it was almost a fatality at the Olympics. Fortunately, someone like found him. Uh, Carbajal, the Cuban mailman was it's so funny because like when you watch marathons, everyone's so serious and they're like running and like, I mean, there's like cheering, I guess, but he was, yeah. he was like chatting with people as he was running and <laughs> At one point, some spectators were eating peaches and he was like, can I have a peach? And they were like, no. And he grabbed one and like ran away. And <laughs> at another point, he saw an apple orchard and he ate some apples. Oh, my. And it might have been the peaches and it might have been the apples and it might have been the dust. I don't know. But he got like horrible stomach cramps. So he had to l- lay down <laughs> and take a nap. <laughs> and then he Man. finished fourth after all of that, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> he took a nap mid-marathon. Yeah, he did. Fourth. Yeah. That's amazing. It's it's pretty crazy. You could write a movie about this guy. This whole marathon, I think, could be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, other people dropped out of the race. Uh, 14 of the 32 eventually dropped out for various reasons, you know, cramping, wow. wrong turns. You'd be better off just walking it. Well, yeah, we'll get into something <laughs> I mean, close like, to that. But <laughs> Wow. Tom Hicks, who we mentioned, he's the the clown. He started begging his trainers for water. And they said, no, you know, you're not supposed to be having water. Bunched out his mouth, which sounds like not satisfying at all when you're running in a really dusty yeah. course. So to like remove the moisture. they I mean, like sponged it out as in like dried it like or did they just like squeeze a wet sponge in his mouth and go, there you go, bud. I don't know. I don't know. But it wasn't That's such satisfying. such weird wording. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, regardless. But Eventually they gave him egg whites and strychnine, which is a rat poison in high doses. But in low doses is a stimulant, which is now prohibited oh. in the Olympics. and that gave him an extra like you know some energy um they eventually gave him some brandy like there was kind of like anything but water i guess was okay to give him well the brandy's not gonna help you wouldn't think so it's gonna dehydrate you so much yeah i mean whatever i mean whatever they do us the guy with rat poison so i I guess brandy could like revive you a little but anyway yeah i mean i guess there's like sugar in it so not sure all this was going on, and Fred Lors, the um, the bricklayer who trained at night, he got really, really tired, and someone picked him up in a car, probably his trainer, <laughs> <laughs> 
and they just drove along for 11 miles and then he was like oh i'll, I'll run the last mile so he got out of the car and crossed the finish line and everyone was really really happy because he was an american and they were like thrilled that an american had won they were cheering an american won yay but then as the president's daughter alice roosevelt was awarding him uh, with a wreath and a medal, someone was like, no, this guy, this guy was in a car. Like he cheated. He's, he's not the <laughs> yeah. winner. And he admitted that he'd done that. He said it was a joke. No one was amused oh my. by that joke. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Um, meanwhile, you know, poor Hicks, who's been given brandy and rat poison and, and eggs. Like, right. He hears that the race like isn't over and he still has a chance to win. But he's like <laughs> dying. He's... um. There was a quote I'll read. A uh, race official said, Over the last two miles of the road, Hicks was running mechanically like a well-oiled piece of machinery. His eyes were dull, lusterless. The ashen color of his face and skin had deepened. His arms appeared as weights well tied down. He could scarcely lift his legs while his knees were almost stiff. So he was oh not God. doing great. He was like very much yeah. suffering. Um, he was like begging to eat, begging to lie down. He started to hallucinate that the finish line was still 20 miles away. And Jeez. his trainers were like, you can do it. Um, he was just like... That's the rat poison kicking in. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how you know it's working. <laughs> he was just like shuffling along, um, like hardly even running. Jeez. And they finally, his trainers like lifted him under the arms. And like, you know, when you lift a dog like over water and their legs, yeah. that's what he was doing. His legs were just kind of like moving as they were carrying him. Wow, but they counted it because he was still technically running. Uh-huh, and he That's crossed the finish wild. line. Did he, he end up coming in first? He did. Then? He was the winner because That's the other guy had cheated. wild. I know. Well, no wonder Carbajal was able to, like, finish fourth if they had to go through this whole, like, oh, it's over, it's not over thing. He woke up and he's like, it's not over? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Everyone else had, like, dropped wow. out or gone to the hospital or... Yeah, yeah, what an unceremonious way to end your marathon, though. yeah. Well, he lost eight pounds, Hicks, during the course of this race, uh, which That's is nuts. insane. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he, he finished with the slowest time in Olympic history of three hours and 28 minutes, which is probably respectable for most marathon runners, I would think. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Let's look it up real quick. Average marathon time. For men, it's like four hours and 21 minutes. So. So that really wasn't that bad of a time. I mean, this no, race was really shorter. Not. It was like about 20, 24, miles. 25 miles. But yeah, not that much shorter. And also given that he was like a corpse at the yeah, end of it. Right. It's really impressive. Yes. He he said, never in my life have I run such a tough course. An understatement. I added that. Um, <laughs> the terrific yeah. hills simply tear a man to pieces. So I mean, it's kind of nuts because after this race, I mean... To anyone looking like this clearly was a disaster, like almost half the people dropped out during the race and right. the winner cheated and then the next guy like could barely finish it. Yeah, it had, had to literally be carried over the finish line. Literally carried, hallucinating, <laughs> like that's not what you want to see <laughs> at the end of a marathon. Um, yeah. Yeah, they they called it a man-killing event in the newspaper. The, the organizer, Sullivan said a 25 mile run is asking too much of human endurance well we proved him wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right it they're also i mean they all kind of had like weird lives after this too um fred lords was was banned for life but 
he was allowed to run the Boston Marathon the next year, and he won okay. fair and square. <laughs> he did not drive. He did not drive that time. Hicks ran a few more races. I can't believe that because I feel like if uh, yeah. I were him, I would never run ever again. I, yeah, me neither. I'd take my gold medal and be like, cool. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Carbajal was supposed to run in the 1906 Athens Marathon, but he disappeared and was declared dead and then showed up in Havana the next year. And like no one is unclear what happened to him. But he- I need someone to write a book or make a movie <laughs> about this man. I want to know what happened during that year. Yeah, right. He led a very <laughs> colorful life, that guy. Yeah. So, that I mean, that was kind of it. And that was that was this disastrous, strange competition that almost almost ended marathons in the Olympics forever. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad they banned Strychnine. Yes. Strychnine. That was yeah. a good call. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. <laughs> I think so. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It was funny, like, researching this because it, it was just, like, one thing after the other. It was like, oh, it's really dusty. And then all these people were, like, having these problems with cramping and wild yeah. dogs were chasing them off the road. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you mention that part? It was one of the guys from the Boer War. He was chased off the course by dogs. He finished ninth, <laughs> though. Why are there dogs on the course? <laughs> it's just so poorly planned. Like, also not the time to, like, test the effects of dehydration on an athlete's performance. Right. Yeah. It would. The what only the thing that can make that more funny is if they were, like, unveiling Gatorade at the World's Fair. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that, would, that would just be so funny. I know they <sighs> didn't, but... Um, can you imagine being hicks though running this race and then like someone hands you a dr pepper oh, yeah, right after right. and you're like what it, what is this and they're like it's dr pepper it's new mm-hmm. your mouth would just be like it would just it, it, that's probably the best thing anyone's ever tasted your brain would explode yeah yeah you'd be like ah, there's so many flavors in here people would be like some say like 48 <laughs> yeah especially since he was high on rat poisoning and brandy yeah. and yeah i think be quite an experience yeah yeah get my man a dr pepper Get my man a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, just wild. Yeah. And then who? Oh, Carbajal ate an apple along the way. Yeah. Right. He ate a peach and an apple. That's a little bit ironic, too, given a doctor day or a a doctor a day keeps the apple away. (laughs) (laughs) An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah. Yeah. I just just really one thing after the other. It's just funny how more serious, I guess, running has become since then. Yeah. To put like 10 people who just hadn't even run before. Right. In a marathon, obviously, everyone's run yeah. a short distance. Go run like, 24 miles. It should be easy. By the way, there's no water. And it's really hot. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I, it's unfathomable. But again, like, this is the time when they had human zoos. So. Right. We can't expect too much of them. Man, it's amazing that no one died during this, I think. Really. Yeah. 
I mean, they came close. They, they came did come close. close. I think a couple people came pretty close to dropping dead, which probably would have gotten the, yeah. the marathon struck from the Olympics for, for good. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is funny, too, just like how you were saying, just comparing, comparing and contrasting it with the World's Fair going on at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so exciting and new and. Uh, you know, this is the first time anyone ever saw a wireless telephone or like the private automobile. And it's like, wow. And look, butter Teddy Roosevelt and real Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah. Right, right next to each other. It's uncanny. <laughs> How if that cool one is was that? not made of butter, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like, meanwhile, 30 minutes that way, someone's just like crawling and like, please, water. Anybody. Yes. I know. It's really wild. And I feel like it's such a footnote to history, but what a crazy story. One thing I, a question that occurred to me um, while working through this stuff was like, why don't we do World's Fairs anymore? You know, it's like. I was wondering that too. And I didn't want to ask out of fear that maybe we still did do them. Well, so the world does do them, but the U.S. no longer participates in them. Huh. Yeah. And they're not as elaborate as they used to be. It's They used to be such a big deal. And now, you know, like this, the Space Needle is made for a World's Fair. The Eiffel Tower is made for a World's Fair. Like. That they were big deals, and now they're yeah not so much. I mean, not in the states. I mean, we're also interconnected now, and in like things, like the World Fair was like where you announced big things. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like whoa, wireless telephone. Wow, I've never seen that before. Wow, Dr Pepper, so many flavors. Right. Yeah, all this new stuff. Yeah, but now like when new stuff comes out, like Apple just has their own event every June. Right. And they're like, hey, look, it's uh, we made VR goggles so that you can have even more um social dysfunction yeah or you just drop a new app like threads i think dropped yeah, yesterday just on a thursday yeah, yeah. uh-huh and get 70 million people to sign up right in a day yeah i guess back in the day maybe you would have done that at the world's fair but now you don't need to anymore I mean, yeah, it's interesting. You mentioned like at the very top about how we just watch stuff on TV now with like the Olympics and whatnot, but this was a chance to kind of like see the world without having to leave your yeah. country. Yeah. Now we just go to Epcot. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Epcot. Me neither. Oh. <laughs> I just just thought it would land with, with, with someone out there who's like damn straight. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It is really interesting. It's, it's something you kind of. I mean, it's like I can't even say I'm like nostalgic for it because like obviously I was I was born in 1996. So my whole life's been part of this like communication renaissance era. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the uh, exclusivity of these like really neat in-person events. I Even in recent years, though, more and more of these sorts of things have been getting canceled like they used to do um, E3, the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Hmm. was like a yearly um it was it was mostly for video games but like all the big publishers have now pulled out of it because they just host their own events mm. and show off the things on their own hmm. yeah so that uh is like a very much like a thing of the past that i kind of wish we still had because now the biggest in-person event you can go to is a taylor swift concert <laughs> right that's true <laughs> and like what would you rather go to right like the taylor I mean, swift concert or I like be honest i think I'd- rather go to a taylor swift concert well i don't know actually i think it'd be pretty cool to go to a world's fair and yeah. see all this stuff i mean and 
Unless they're bringing out Butter Taylor Swift, I'm out. <laughs> they probably would. It's <laughs> modern, New flavors modern of day. Dr. Pepper at the Taylor Swift Eras concert. Yeah, definitely, definitely a lost, lost age, and uh, yeah. for some good reasons. I mean, you don't want to have another Olympic marathon like this one. So, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, it's there's just a lot of like bad decisions made one after another here. Yeah. Well, what the a, dumbest one is why would you have horses run in front of and why would you have no water yeah that's just bad idea foolish. and maybe like monitor people as they're like getting into cars while they're supposed to be running might be a good idea as well yeah i i mean yeah it's probably harder to keep track of that sort of thing because you didn't have cameras everywhere i guess so but it seems like people, but yeah yeah i guess so it's easier to cheat at a marathon yeah i mean yeah if you could just like cut through a park and like shave 10 miles off right like who's really looking as long as you're kind of i think some races have like like trackers on the runners possibly Hmm. back then though i don't know no 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 okay yeah yeah now oh for sure oh for sure yeah yeah Yeah. no no yeah and you only had 30 people running so it's not like they were it's not like a marathon now where it's like a massive crowd of people right yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it should have been easier to keep tabs on these. Yeah, true. Would it have even been fun to watch? Probably not. It was really hot because and you, dusty. Nothing to yeah, drink. Yeah, it's hot. It's dusty. And you're just kind of stood around in like one spot. Yeah. And then you see like a couple guys pass by bleeding while they're coughing. And you're like, <laughs> hallucinating. Oh, and don't look, kids. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. This might be an um, well, maybe not an unpopular opinion, but I don't think that marathons are very fun to watch. I guess unless you know someone in it and then you can like see them yeah. run by for one minute and then they're gone. Right. <laughs> yeah, so. I don't think they're fun to watch either. <laughs> yeah. And so long. They're long. Yeah. They're hours long. So. They're long. Yeah. I mean, that's that's something that like on TV might not be as because they can keep up with the racers more. I'm thinking more like bike marathons. Mm. It makes me think of... um speed walking which i believe is an olympic sport <laughs> so funny to watch <laughs> oh wow i didn't know that That's oh yeah really funny oh what a weird like can you oh man i it's gonna sound like can you imagine bragging like yeah i, I brought home the olympic gold it's like oh that's awesome and what event speed walking so it's it's called race walking but yeah oh, it's basically like speed walking it's so funny I'm to watch to- I was going to say, I'm going to have to watch a video of that now because so that's strange. insane. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, let me see. This article says, they said there are a few major differences between running and race walking beyond the speed. In race walking, one foot must always be in contact with the ground. So there you go. So you're like okay. running, but like in a very like I don't, shuffling kind of way. <laughs> I mean, it looks like speed walking. <laughs> It looks like what the old women in my neighborhood do. <laughs> it's like what Tom Hicks was doing as he was finishing this race, shuffling along. Yeah, really. Well, they uh, in Finland, they do like hobby horse competitions. What does that mean? Like you think of like a horse competition, like a horse race or like a like, you know, they like jump over things, mm-hmm. but take the horse out and just put a hobby horse in. Oh, really? Yeah, it's the exact same event, but no real horses. What? That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, Finland has some weird events. Hobby horse racing. um, Oh, they have another. No, they have a wife carrying competition. Oh, I've seen that before. 
yeah. pictures of that. Yeah, they just yeah. carry their wives through an obstacle course, and whoever wins gets like a keg of beer. Hmm. <laughs> That's fun. The Finns are fun. Yeah. Greatest country on earth. That's, uh, <laughs> Angry Angry Birds was made there. Oh, was it? When you oh, what was it? When you graduate college, you get a top hat and a sword. Really? Yo, that's cool. Huh. Finland is pretty cool. Um, I'm a quarter Finnish, this one's for the so Finns. I claim that as my heritage. Oh, nice. Yes. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of History Uncovered. Kind of a weird one. Kind of a, a wacky one. Super coming wacky. Off of, yeah, coming off of last week, too, especially. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this new format we're doing. Longer episodes, a little more casual. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, if you do like it or if you really, really hate it, uh, let us know. You can do that by contacting us at podcast at all that's interesting dot com. If you want to send an email in, mm-hmm. you have the phone number pulled up. If you know, I, I do have the in. phone number. Yes. You can yeah. also call and leave a voicemail. Um, the number is 929-526-3029. We might play it on the air. Yeah. It's not the right term. The air. It's like a radio term. But yeah, I don't know. On the feed. On the feed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear from people and what, what you think about the new format and everything. And if you know more facts about this this uh, Olympic marathon or others, yeah, yeah, love to hear from you. Yeah. If you know, if you happen to know all the flavors that are in Dr. Pepper, <laughs> let me know. <laughs> no cheating. That's Is that a secret, the Dr. Pepper thing? I think it's a secret. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure when you were talking about it before. If it was like a, yeah. But maybe someone can do um, what they did to that blood vase from egypt like kind of like reverse oh. engineer <laughs> dr pepper i had to be like with blood vase yes uh-huh. yeah get to the bottom of this yes <laughs> so, um, someday someone will in like 200 years they'll find a, a bottle on the dirt and be like oh there's 43 48 hammer flavors yeah yeah that's what i'm leaving in my time capsule there you go nice and a dr pepper full circle yeah if you want to dive more into any of these stories that we talk about on this podcast um we always have stuff up on all that's interesting.com that corresponds with what we talk about here. Uh, Usually it's up there first and then we kind of repurpose it over here. So yeah, check that out. There's plenty of stuff to read. Um, I mean, we're updating it literally every single day. Mm -hmm. We do have a newsletter you can sign up for. We do. You can go, you can sign up for it (laughs) at all is interesting.com slash sign up, or you can become a member at all is interesting.com slash membership. Yeah. And then, um, of course, we're on, you know, we're on social media and stuff, too. We're on TikTok at Real History Uncovered. Um, Soon you'll be able to find us on Instagram and we will update you with more information when we know what's going on with that. Are we going to get threads? I'd imagine so. Hmm. I mean, it kind of comes with Instagram at this point. Yeah. Someone told me that people are getting mad that if you download threads and then want to delete it, you have to delete your Instagram, too. Yeah, you can't just delete your Threads account. It's like they're connected. Yeah, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, I didn't think that was that surprising because you have to sign up with Instagram. Right, so. yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. New technology, yes. Yeah, but yes, yeah, yeah, stay tuned for all that, all that exciting stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What do we have coming up next? Next week, another kind of goofy oh, yeah. weird history tale. Very about weird. The, uh, and it's about an exploding whale. Yeah. 
For a second, <laughs> I was like exploding this... elephants, but that's not what it is. Exploding whales, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> this would be probably worse. Exploding elephants. <laughs> I don't yeah, know where my so mind went there. Yeah, exploding yeah, no, whales um, or an exploding, yeah, exploding whale. Whales. A whale who exploded yeah. in like in Oregon, correct? Or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when we say explode, I mean they blew it up with dynamite, like way too much dynamite. Oh really? Oh, for some reason I thought it, it like blew up by itself. <laughs> there were a couple whales who did that. This one, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> it, wa- it washed up dead on the beach, and they said, "Blast it back into the ocean." Wow. With tw- what was it? Twenty cases of dynamite. I have so many questions that I'll have to ask you. Yeah. During this, uh, the next episode. Yeah, that yeah. sounds interesting. Yeah, stay tuned. That's that's coming up next. And then after that, I think we're working on our series on different UFO sightings. Yeah, I'm looking at the calendar because History Happy Hour, I guess, won't be until the end of the month. Yeah, and yeah. then in August, we'll have the UFO stuff coming And then out. the UFO stuff. That's going to be fun. I'm so stoked. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be cool. going to expose the truth once and for all. <laughs> Get your tinfoil hats ready. <laughs> that's right. All right. Great. Well, thank you for listening and we'll talk to you next week about more fascinating, bizarre, strange topics. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have a have a good have a good day. Have a good have a good night, everybody. <laughs> whatever whatever that, time that, you're that, listening to this. That, that's all, folks. <laughs> that's all, folks. Hello all, Eric Rivenis with the Most Notorious Podcast here. Each week I interview an author or historian about a historical true crime, tragedy, or disaster. Subject matter ranges from gunslingers to Gilded Age murder to gangsters to fires to pirates to wild prison breaks. My guests bring their incredible knowledge directly to you. Please subscribe to Most Notorious on your favorite podcast app. Cheers and have a safe tomorrow.